0: So, Sammy, what's up, man? What's going on, my boy? What up, though? How you been? Chilling, chilling. Just on lockdown and quarantine, you know. Dealing with everything, but what about you? Yeah. I mean, I haven't been
1: doing much. Yeah, same as me. I've just been chilling in my house, pretty much doing nothing. Like, I mean... I usually don't leave the house, so this quarantine really didn't mess up with my life that much. But, I mean, like, you're a rapper in California, so it must have, like, sucked getting locked in your house all day.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it was pretty crazy. There was a tour I was supposed to go on in April with my oh, uh, label, so that shit was going to be crazy. Um, but, oh, sure, I shouldn't be swearing on this, huh?
1: Oh, no, no, it's good. It's good. It's fine.
0: I'm not going to swear, though. I should not. That That's my thing. I shouldn't swear on it. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, it was just crazy. The, the tour got canceled. Shows don't look like they're happening for a while. That's a big uh, source of income for artists. But uh, just being in the house a lot gives me time to like be on social media and promote, which is something that yeah you know, more focused on the music before. And uh, I was kind of lacking on my social media aspect. And ever since then, uh, my Spotify numbers have just been tripling and stuff. So it's I, I can say it's going for the better, I guess. And I yeah. look forward in the future yeah i
1: mean that was crazy when i looked at your spotify
0: numbers and like that like the graph and the trend just went shot up it's kind of insane really yeah just uh just a matter of time it'll be where it needs to be
1: yeah i kind of like that philosophy just like keep on going till, till it hits right
0: exactly exactly
1: yeah so like are you still like making music during this
0: pandemic yeah, I got a studio set up at the house. I still go nice. to uh, my own studio. We we have it closed to just specific clients, so it's pretty safe for the most part. Um, videos are a problem, you know, because yeah. not much to do other than shoot quarantine videos, people with the masks and just stuff like that. But creating, no, this is the time. This is the perfect time for artists to create. There's no, there's mm-hmm. really no excuse.
1: Yeah, so. Like so, you're living in San Jose, right? Right. So like, when did you move there? Because I remember when I was a kid, I met you like or saw you performing in California, like at some camp, and Michigan, sorry.
0: Michigan camping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I moved to California when I was 14, um, and I moved to a city called Sunnyvale. I spent three years there, graduated high school and then i uh, moved back to detroit went to wayne state university and then the music scene there was just uh it was a little different than the cali music scene yeah I would, you, you kind of have to tap into the people who are already on and they'll give you an opportunity but in terms of building a name uh from a kid who just came from cali and now he's repping detroit and they're like where's this kid been the past three years mm. it just it was kind of like a whole i had to like reset everything so I spent six months after I moved back in Michigan, uh, and then I came to San Jose, California, and I've been here since 2017 now. And yeah, that's that's the story, really. Yeah. So,
1: did you move to San Jose, California, specifically for your music career, or was there other aspects regarding your move?
0: There were, uh, yeah, there were there were definitely other aspects. The music was was a big part. But good. I feel like I would have found a way in Detroit for sure. It's just it was a lot harder just to reset everything I had started in Cali. Um, but there were other aspects, um, some private reasons. Yeah. But everything, everything got sorted out, and uh, just I guess to modern day, you know, I decided to stay here instead of going back, and things have been going yeah. real good. That's great. That's uh, that's awesome,
1: actually. Yeah, so man. you. So, you're Palestinian, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I know this is always, like, even, like, I'm, I'm from Pakistan, so there's always this general fear that, like, our parents, especially from, like, immigrant parents who are from different countries, they have this persona of, like, for kids to, you know, grow up as doctors, engineers. Was it hard, like, convincing your parents that you wanted to be something else other than those, like, generic things?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, those type of things, in my family, I mean, my parents aren't doctors, so it was, like, and most and their parents weren't doctors either, so I guess yeah. in my family specifically that wasn't really a an issue. But definitely, you know, finishing school, uh, getting your education, um, just being a successful person, and and doing something big was always like a you know a huge quality that we had to have. Yeah. But uh, in terms of being a rapper, it was just I've been rapping since I was four years old. So wow, my parents yeah. just came to. Accepting it, you know. By the time I grew up, because it was just, it was around. I actually learned how to rap at, you know, Unity Center.
1: Yeah, de- real. wow, that's kind of crazy.
0: It was a summer camp, and I was going to Unity Center. Um, that's a, a mosque in West Bloomfield. I didn't grow up in West Bloomfield, but my mom used to work there, so we would always just be there all the time. And uh, it was one of the summer camps, and I guess I started freestyling. And one of the counselors told my mom, you know, to keep me away from music, but I guess uh, 20, couldn't <laughs> really do that. And uh, you no, know, my, my parents are super supportive. The biggest that's thing awesome. is uh, finish school. You know, uh, that's what I want to do. Not even just for them. I think getting knowledge and just constantly growing is a huge thing in our religion, in our faith, but also, uh, you know, just as a person. You want to connect with people, you don't want to just connect with the music industry. One, you're going to be dealing with a lot of people in business. Um, and there's different finances that a lot of artists don't understand, and with yeah. school, it can help you if you really maximize it. You take the right courses. I mean, it's it's helped me in my music career. So it's uh, it's been a journey, but it's uh, I'm still in school right now. I'm taking online classes. That's something that like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know because I'm so yeah I'm with it with the music. I'm not really like you know showing my life as a student, but uh, no, I'm, I'm still. Uh, um, two years from now I'll be graduated and uh oh wow keeping all that all that together is it hard juggling like you that's like that's a lot of
1: things to handle school and your music career is it like have you found like tough times like
0: juggling so much there's some secrets to it for sure um yeah. it's definitely not it's definitely not like I'm in the classroom like other students that's why I take a lot of online classes so yeah. I just uh, you know, do, do my work from home, do whatever I got to do, and then go to the studio, go to my shows. Um, but it is it is definitely hard. Like, I can't say, like, when I was, you know, back in high school or middle school, there weren't as many priorities, especially now real yeah. life hits. You got rent, you got, you know, so many payments to go on. So it's like balancing all of that. Uh, it can get to you and it can destroy a person. Yeah. But really balance it. you have a schedule for it. Uh, you know your priorities, and you know that this is temporary. I mean, these are young years. A lot of people like to enjoy them. But if you just grind and you hustle in this time, you're going to reap the rewards in the next few years. So it's just yeah, – that's facts. Uh, Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, so, you know, your rap career is kind of insane. How have you grown to become such a pretty well-known rapper? I'm not going to lie. So when did, this, when did this all start? Like, when did you decide that I'm going to become, like, a serious rapper?
0: I think I started dropping songs at 14 or 15 from an iPhone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was dropping them from an iPhone. And they were doing numbers. Like, I'm not even going to cap to you or nothing. Like, these were the worst quality songs ever. But I was hitting, like, 5,000, 6,000 for a 15-year-old kid to do those numbers, and have no money behind me, nothing. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, but, like, the quality was so bad that you can't really promote that anywhere. It's really yeah. just... I'm navigating all those people I knew in my life to a link. And it was a lot simpler. Whereas now you have six different platforms you got to, you know, promote. you got to promote Spotify, Apple Music. you yeah. got a music video. There's Tidal. There's Pandora. You know, there's a lot of different things. But uh, that was really when it started. It was like 14, 15. And I wouldn't say I was taking it as serious. But like my whole life, I just knew one day I wanted to be a rapper. So for... Three, four years, even before I started dropping my first songs, I was writing my first song, which was like 10, 20 different songs. But I was trying to make that my first song that I could release to the public. And um, I just I never got into a studio or anything. So when I finally started recording on the phone, uh, you know, it gave me inspiration. Kids at school are messing with it. People I'm I'm in Cali and kids in Michigan are playing the music. Mm -hmm. And to me, not looking back, I mean, the stuff was good. But in terms of a marketable perspective, is I w- I started my music on a very conscious wave. Most kids, they come in on an ignorant wave. Yeah. Maybe they'll become conscious later on. I came in super conscious because I had just been, you know, seeing my brother was a rapper back in the day. So I'd seen how he did it. And, you know, he got out of the game because of how dirty and crazy it is. And oh, right, rightfully so, Um, you know it's hard to maintain for most artists at least it's hard to maintain your faith and also be a musician so my brother just didn't want to you know compromise his faith you know, and do music he wasn't he wasn't as passionate about it but uh, i was just able to see how he went down and you know from there it was like drop a few songs make it a weekly thing get a schedule going and i would say probably 2017 is when things were they start to get serious. I graduate high school. I'm like, okay, do I want to go into, because I'm studying finance. That's what I study. Yeah. Truthfully, I'm really bad with finances and (laughs) I I don't see myself working any job in finance, but I want to study finance so that when I graduate, you know, and the music career is where it needs to be. I'm on top of that knowledge of finance. You know, nobody can really tell me anything, you know, that I don't, that I haven't learned. You know, it's not like I'm just ignorant and just Moving through this game and maneuvering, you know, hoping that I'm just gonna get money or something. You have to know how all that generates and how it comes in. So, uh, yeah, I think it was 17, 18. That's really when I started taking it seriously. I started focusing on snippets, music videos, getting my music on all platforms. Uh, I signed with a distribution label in 20. 20- oh wow. Yeah, that that was something slight. It's it's not it's not like a record label but yeah. that was just uh my first like i guess distribution deal where everything yeah. goes to all platforms and stores and uh that was just eye-opening you know to to the digital marketing aspect to the promoting you know there's so much to learn so as soon as you think you mastered one thing there's another mm-hmm. thing, music yeah. you got to learn so it was probably like i think twenty twenty seventeen twenty eighteen 2017 2018 that it really started becoming serious
1: yeah i mean like most like when you started 14 15 i feel like most kids even today like start out doing rap but they don't do it like because you have a passion for it but they do it like for the clout so like what do you like how do you feel about rappers who just do it for the clout
0: yeah i mean i don't like rappers truthfully like i, yeah. I don't it's it's very I, I don't listen to a lot of rappers i only listen to like my inspirations that i grew up there's some new music i like but for the most part rappers are they're i would say they're, they're bad for society you know, most of them, yeah. they don't care about their platform. They don't care about the kids listening. They don't care about, you know, what they're saying, what they're putting out. So you have people like that given the name for hip hop, which is what it's become. You know, I would say 10, 20 years ago, it wasn't like this. But what it's become now is, you know, get some dreadlocks, get them colored, get some face tests, get some chains, get a bunch of materialistic things, get the image, get the brand. And these people got nothing to say behind it. You know, they shouldn't even be rappers to begin with. I feel like a rapper needs to be conscious. He has to be smart. He has to be good with his pen, be able to write, put out new content. But we've oversaturated the game with so many rappers that the bar has been set so low. Anybody can become a rapper. So in terms of clout chasers and stuff like that, it's it's always been around. But it's it's just there's so much more now. And you kind of have to draw the line between the real artists and the real rappers and the rappers that'll fade away in two three years, like the Double XL class of um, what was it? There was Lil Uzi, yeah. there was Lil Yachty, it was this big class. But I think only three or four of them are still relevant. And the class is like ten mm-hmm. people. So it just tells you the game. You can you can come in as a rapper, you can get some instant success, but to maintain it, keep that fan base. I mean, you want to get married one day. You want to look after your kids. Some people don't yeah. want to get married, but you want to be able to buy a house and If this is a career, you need to have income that's going to last you forever. If you're only popping for two, three years, you spend all your money on, you know, these rappers spend on stupid stuff, but you spend on chains, on on cars and things that that depreciate after a while, then, you know, they're going to fade away. And it's just, it's sad to see that hip hop's come to this, but there is real hip hop out there. It's just, it needs to, I don't know, there needs to be some type of, of person that steps through of this generation because last generation we had the j coles we had the kendrick yeah but now i haven't like i've seen a few that are could potentially lead that role but there needs to be more it needs to be like a thing that this clout rap this this oversaturated rap that's not cool like we got to be able to call it out when rappers are just using the trendy lyrics in their songs and repeating the same thing over and over again it's not something i don't know i guess it's, it's not really something that you can do but the only way you can change it is to promote that the real artists got to come out they got to start pushing their stuff learning the game learning the digital marketing aspect because one thing that these clout rappers know how to do is they know how to market they definitely yeah. know how to get that clickbait and get your attention so if you focus on those things and combine it with your music we could have a lot more artists that uh will prosper and have long lasting careers but it's got to start with uh, something in the generation that just clicks. Everybody's like, okay, enough of that same old BS. You know, we want to change things up.
1: Yeah. So, like, you mentioned, like, big influencers that, like, like really changed your aspect and really made you want to pursue this, like, rap game, this rap uh, rap as a career. So what, like, what were your big influencers when you were a kid?
0: I think it started even outside of music. It was – uh it was uh it's, it's off 10 mile i think there's a there's a mosque called Tawheed center
1: yeah 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 i go there yeah
0: yeah Tawheed center so uh i was there when it was just like a little just a little house basically it was before it, oh, wow. to a big mosque and muhammad ali came through and uh the whole street just flooded like everybody was flooded it was like this guy just dropped by a random surprise visit And everybody's coming out their houses, everybody's coming to the mosque at this small little, like, house, basically. And just seeing the impact that this guy had, I mean, he was, I don't know how old he was, maybe 80 years old, but he had um, Parkinson's disease. And he was, like, shaking when I met him, and uh, a lot of us got to meet him and, you know, held our hands and stuff. But for somebody that old from, you know, 30, 40 years ago, he he was boxing. To be yeah. still relevant and have that impact on a community, on people. And they didn't even know he was coming. I just gravitated towards that. So I learned a lot about Muhammad Ali, um, which led me to uh, towards Malcolm X. And uh, Malcolm X is probably one of my biggest inspirations. Even though I wasn't alive mm-hmm. in the first time, I studied everything. Watched all the movies, read all the books. You know, watched all his lectures, his debates. And uh, that kind of gave me like a conscious thinking even before I found who my influences were in music. Um, So there was Akon. Akon Akon I discovered when I was like four years old. Uh, He kind of gives me the inspirations toward the singing aspect that I still have in my music. Yeah. And there was Lupe Fiasco. Lupe played a huge role for one. All the Palestinians I knew loved him because the guy wasn't even Palestinian, but he had, you know, the courage to speak about the issues in his music, and that puts you at risk, you know, when you talk about those. Yeah. Guys. And then uh, J. Cole, when I discovered J. Cole was uh, Big Sean had a he had a show, I think it was in Detroit for his mixtape, uh, his Detroit mixtape, and he brought out J. Cole. I think it was 2010, and uh, my brothers became huge fans. And something about J. Cole just he, he's just a good person even though he may have been caught in some things that happens to a lot of us, he was able to be conscious about when he was doing wrong and he paints a picture for, you know, getting out of situations and and, and prospering and seeing the bigger picture for things. You know, at the end of the day, you have to be able to lead the people that listen to you and follow the right way. If you're not doing that, you know, you'll be 30 years old and all the little kids that were supporting you growing up, They'll grow up, too. They'll grow out of that music. If you're not still relating to those 30-year-olds that grew up listening to you when they were kids, then, you know, they're moving on to the next thing, or they're just not going to listen to that type of music anymore. So I just always wanted to make timeless music. In 10, 20, 30, 40 years, I want my music to be played, and you still get the same reaction you get from today. Uh, Who else? You have J. Cole, Lupe, Nas, I discovered because he was uh, one of J. Cole's influences. So I just really studied him. Yeah. Uh, Jay Z, you know, Kanye was, yeah. before Kanye was tweaking out, you know, that he was a huge inspiration. Um, but I just, I grew up kind of like with my brother's era of music. And my brothers are older than me. One of my brothers mm-hmm. is uh, 27, 20, no, no, 26, and the other one's 28. And they grew up on that real music. So even when I was growing up with my friends and they're all listening to these auto tune rappers and stuff like that, um, yeah. like I still had like a different understanding of the music. So I would still listen to that type of stuff, but it wasn't necessarily stuff I enjoyed. I just had to understand it, so that now you know we come to the present day. My music is not old school. I'm giving you a bunch of old school influences because yeah. I, I just feel like you know, being 21, I still have like a, an older, I guess, hip hop perspective. But I was able to create a bridge between the old school and new school and incorporate both aspects. Um, From the newer wave, you know, these are just those were older rappers I was listening to. But I guess from the newer wave, um, man, Dreamville has a lot of a lot of awesome artists. There's uh, there's some rappers from the Middle East, uh, from Palestine, actually. It's a group called Dam, D-A-M. And they were the first uh, Arab rap group in the Middle East and they kind of drew the blueprint for the rest of the Arab rappers. And some of their songs are in English, some of them are in Arabic, and I think they even did some songs in Hebrew, so the Israelis would hear what they were saying. But
1: Oh, wow. That's kind of dedication.
0: Yeah, the crazy dedication. So, yeah. um, you know, they, there's just so many different types. We, we, we could go on and on with influences, but it's just kind of stemmed to I've taken everything from uh each influence and kind of built into my own sound and you can't really say that the music now you know comes from just one place it comes from so many different places and uh some of them aren't even music you know some of the, some of the factors that are involved in my, my music don't even come from music so yeah, yeah.
1: see like w- when you were explaining like how you're the bridge between like the old music and the new music the way i'm seeing it is that like you do have that new music like genre that like that still appeals to everyone that who's listening today, but the thing that makes you different is your intention toward making those songs because the people who rapped back when you were back when your brothers were listening were people who loved to rap and did it not for the, like the fans they did it for themselves and they did it to express themselves. Right. right. Whereas like these rappers like most rappers today they do it you know just to, like get quick cash and become like, you know, get the get the materialistic things you were talking about.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So like we can obviously understand that you're you're Muslim. Yes. And yeah, so like when you're like, you know, like most rappers today, they have like in their music videos and in the lyrics, they talk about, you know, drug using drugs, you know, like abusing, like, you know, having girls like, um you know, like spreading money everywhere. Do you think, like, having this, like, you know, being a Muslim and, like, having these halal views toward everything puts you at a disadvantage than, like, these rappers who's using, like, drugs and women to promote themselves?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's a disadvantage or an advantage. I think in the bigger picture, for sure, it's an advantage. Yeah. That'll keep you straight and molded. And there's a lot of Muslim rappers that you don't even know are Muslim, but people tend to, you know come towards them because of you know their views and knowledge and they're not even publicly muslim but they practice they do their thing but what they do is uh you know they're molded that way because of those views so those views have kept me you know really clean away from a lot of things that i probably could have gotten into um in terms of drugs and stuff like that i don't promote none of that i don't don't do drugs i don't do nothing like that so it's not really a problem in terms of other aspects it's hard to not include reality. You know, I, I did get involved in a lot of things growing up, so it's hard for me not to paint that picture. Yeah. But I try not to promote these things. You know, I try yeah. not to promote when I'm painting a picture or telling you a story um, with girls and stuff like that. Obviously, we do have there is, you know, there's the there's, there's the R&B aspect and the love aspect of, of hip hop and music. Um, I try to keep it very universal. So, like, yeah. a husband and wife that's listening to it, they can be like, oh, okay, this is... this is he's not Nothing is talking about the body. Nothing is sexual. It's all about the the conceptual aspect of love, you know? With a with husband and wife, you have two people who are loyal to each other, two people who are going to raise a family, two people who share similar views. But with other music, I don't necessarily think they're caring about that. They're more on the... Yeah. You know the 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 sexualization of the woman. You know, um, calling them you know certain names and stuff like that, which is something all rappers do. I can't. I yeah, can't, all rappers I, do. Can't pick and choose, but I, tr- I I have never in any of my songs sexualized the uh, you know anything like that. I keep all that out of my music. I don't do any of that. But in terms of the love aspect, I do make love songs, but the love songs are universal, whereas. Like I said, if a husband and wife are listening, they'll be like, OK, yeah, I, I can relate to this. It's not going towards, you know, recommending people to get into love or recommending kids to get into relationships. No, I'm not. I'm not for that. Getting into love at a young age and, and getting into relationships will just destroy you into getting married later on. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I yeah. Just really, just just to put it all together, it's it's an advantage and a disadvantage, but it depends on what, what you're looking at it from. If you're looking yeah. at it from the bigger picture, it's an advantage. If you're looking at it from uh, overnight success and blowing up faster, yeah, it's, it's a disadvantage because I know how to blow up easily. Like, just to put it in simple terms. Mm-hmm. I can drop the most ignorant song ever, but with my flow and lyricism, it'll it'll be insane. Nothing could compete with it. But it would be like selling myself. I'd be getting rid of my yeah. and everything I stand for. So that's where Islam has is kind of molded me uh, to stay, you know, conscious.
1: Yeah, uh, it's obviously like safe to say that you are, your beliefs and you have very strong beliefs and you never go past it which is something that most you know men and rappers and men don't don't even have so it's kind of a very good aspect to have like your beliefs is what keeps you straight and I'm it's kind of like inspiring to see that my man my yes man. so like I I can imagine that you probably have like I've been offered to like you know feature on some like person who's like who's a rapper but also has those ill intentions you know what i mean Right. have you ever had that like decision where like you could have done you could have done like something really make a name for yourself like by featuring on this guy's like songs but his beliefs is what like kept you away from him has that ever happened
0: i'm not gonna lie there has been uh artists that have been very misguided in this game that i i drew a connection with personally so when i made music with them it was um really based off of the personal connection. I knew who they were, and I knew they didn't even have the conscious, I guess, ideas to realize how their music influenced their fans and how it was negative. So, you know, I've worked with a lot of different artists. Um, not every artist is on the same wavelength as me, and and that's not necessarily saying I'm on a more conscious wavelength or a smarter wavelength. It's like, maybe their understanding or morality is just different than mine. Um, but those songs, yeah, I do have songs with artists that are talking, you know, a lot of stuff that I would never say. Um, yeah. Do I, am I necessarily proud of it? No. But it is part of the business. And one thing is, if somebody listens to my music and I have a song with, uh, you know, somebody that's talking a lot of, uh, you know, the BS that these rappers talk about. Yeah. Then you got me, come on. Maybe that artist will gravitate to- towards me more. You know, just from the lyrical ability and bars aspect, you know, more than them. So I take it as like an opportunity when I hop on another artist song, I expect them to be ready. You know, I'm, I'm hopping on your song. So come with the same, not the same type of content. Obviously, keep your own style, but come with something that I'm going to like, because for a feature, if an artist pays me or asks me for a feature, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hop on it if I don't like the song. Uh, yeah. so you, you have to have the song one I have to like it, and two. You, you don't just get an artist like me on any song. You have to have a song that kind of like J. Oh, Cole. Pills, yeah. You're not gonna put J. Cole on a on a future song, you know? You're not gonna put J. Cole on a little Uzi song. Yeah. Um, so uh, the artist that's getting the feature really has to be smart about how he's doing it. But some songs I'm I'm not proud of. Um mm-hmm. that, that's all part of the journey, you know. You have to you have to live and learn and, and just become better. You know, you can't uh you can't dwell on it. You know, it may, it may come back to backfire, but, you know, my, my head is clear. My intentions are good and pure. So, you know, I'll, I'll be ready for it if it ever does.
1: Yeah. So, like, it's we obviously say that there's, like, this dirty side of, like, the rap industry and the music industry that's there and, like, kind of corrupts multiple people, like, multiple artists and making them into people that really, like, negatively affect the adolescent like viewers, right? Right. So have you ever like been like like have you ever like like seen this dark side of like rap industry and like have is it has it ever like pulled have has it has ever like pulled you to like going closer into that like dark side of rapping?
0: Yeah, I'm am constantly battling with it. Um, yeah. To this day, I'm 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 always battling with. It. I'm not where my music needs to be in terms of you know flow ability all that and and taking it out of you know the context of my morality. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I I mean, just confidently saying, I think it's great music. But in terms of where I need to be, uh, there's a lot more growing for me to do. Um, Even in all the years I've been making music, I mean, religiously, I need to grow. Musically, I need to grow. In school, I need to grow. So there is going to be a point where, you know, I'll be totally confident that my music really isn't, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. To this day, can I say that? It all depends on perspective. Somebody may listen to it and understand, oh, he's just painting a picture. That's just the reality. Uh, you know, I'm not somebody to lie. I have no filter. So if I did something in the past and and I'm writing a song, you know, about the situation, I might explicitly say something I did or, uh, you know, there's a lot of masculinity yeah. in hip hop and you get tested a lot of times, you know, Wallahi, it's, it's, it's crazy how many people want to test you. So you have to carry a lot of pride and the only way... Uh, you know, people won't test you or take you for granted is if you carry that pride. And the pride isn't necessarily a good thing. And that's where it all comes into me being dragged down by the dark side of the industry. Sometimes I'll have so much pride in a song that I'm literally not even, you know, consciously promoting anything good. It's really just me defending my name, my honor. And that's where you can get trapped. You can be so stuck on a perspective or a perspective you come into that makes its way into your music that, Later on, you know, you're in a whole different mind state. You'll be like, "Why did I say that? Why did I drop that?" But I think that's that's the biggest battle right there. It's like you said, just I'm constantly battling with it. It hasn't defeated me. Um, has it maybe held me back from being the best Muslim I can? Yeah, and that's something I'm working on. Uh, but I'm 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 uh, I'm maneuvering. You know, it's, it's it's a hard game. It's it's definitely something that I would not recommend you know somebody who wants to keep their faith right don't don't get into music don't become an artist unless you're 100% sure that the end result you know you're going to be who you want to be and who you want to be is not only just a successful person but somebody that makes it to the next life you know from a religious perspective so um, yeah, yeah that's just you know just a little rundown i guess
1: yeah i feel i feel like one of the songs you're talking about and i listened to it and it's quite frankly pretty good is like the man like i mean like that when i heard this song it was a pretty like bold statement of confidence like would you agree
0: yeah super even uh yeah. my 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 pops called me was like man you well, why are you saying f word every other line i'm
1: like
0: <laughs> you see i'm in a i'm in a place right now where um i'm not proud of of necessarily that but you know i'm in a place where I guess people would take me for granted and I I was being used a lot and I wasn't seeing it, you know, I I thought it was like genuine. So I was just giving all my opportunities and connections to other people and hoping it would be reciprocated, but it never was. So when people wanted to, I guess, make this a competition, um, one thing about me is I'm just, I'm super confident. It's, It's when you're rapping this long, a lot of people they don't have this type of passion since a kid. So when you're rapping this long, you grow this confidence that you don't even realize. Like I may have said something in this interview already that I'll play back and be like, wow, that that, that could be perceived as cocky. But it's just so much confidence is what keeps me going and keeps me honestly wanting to become better. With that song, The Man, um, man, it, it, it was just the time I had to set a statement to San Jose. You know, San Jose was there were people, uh, you know, claiming success. You know, that San Jose had had blown me up or blown certain one of my songs up and uh, other artists, you know, I guess it had kind of gone into like a chill mode in the city where everybody was on the same level. And I kind of wanted to make the statement that, look, there's these rappers, there's me. Nobody's really messing with me at the end of the day. There's no rapper that. that And that's how you got to be in hip hop. You know, a lot of people who don't know hip hop, they might hear this and be like, wow. You know, instead of saying better improve and, and then you can you know start saying that, but the truth is that hunger, that that uh, that passion to want to be the best, that's what's gonna keep you going. You're never gonna stop. So the man is uh, man. It's a crazy song. It's, it's a crazy song. But uh, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how to close on that yeah
1: i mean like when i was listening to it like it started off like pretty like like the music video started and then like when you just like just started like you know rapping like usually rappers hit like such a high like level of intensity they start to drop but this like song i'm like i'm not gonna kid that this song just kept its intensity all the way to the end and like you definitely told like this song definitely had like emotional like baggage behind it and like you really like the song like was like this song was toward people we could like honestly tell that
0: yeah i'm just i'm, I'm just not the type you know to 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 flex a lot of things you yeah, know exactly. i don't really flex uh, like like cars you know or uh, you know i don't have girls in my videos you know half naked girls whose whose fathers probably watch the video and are like man like what is this i just i don't have that type of clickbait in my videos because i feel like the music speaks for itself yeah so with the man it was like people were were considering me such a conscious, conscious artist and all peaceful and all this. And I am. But it was being taken for granted. And I feel like in 10, 20 years, we'll look back at that record. And, and locally, I feel like it could be a classic just due to the fact that they hadn't heard me in that type of tone. And, you know, that anger fueled good music. Did it fuel, you know, the lyrics and the negativity that may have been imposed from that pride? Sure. Um But it's just that, that's the part of music, you know, you're gonna make music in different times of your life, you're gonna be in different emotions, you're not always gonna be in the same headspace. So with the intensity of that, I was just, I felt like I I had something to prove, you know?
1: Yeah, I think like when you are talking about how like, people kind of like, quote unquote used you, in like a sense in the music industry, when like you, when you realize that they actually like, did this for their, like used you for their own benefit, was that, like at, was that, like, a moment of, like, like the music industry is pretty, like, rough out there? Like, I feel like a lot of people have this perception where, like, this music industry is, like, you know, like, fun and games and like where you can just promote yourself, be in music videos. But there's, like, you know, this, like, selfish kind of dirty side to it, don't you think?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's really not. It's not fun. Uh, maybe it's fun for, um, I guess, for the people that don't really have any, any – value and bigger idea behind it sure it could be fun but the come up man it's 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 beautiful but it's it's a struggle it's it's hard for people you know to start to 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 gain an actual fan base and constantly have them you know attaining to your music and, and listening to stuff like that there's a lot of people who really have to work from the bottom and get to the top then there's other artists who can come into the game and you know, get all these connections and resources that other artists don't have, and you know, with me, I spent two, three years, you know, gaining all the connections, all the info I could learn. I studied digital marketing. I, I had some promotion pages to kind of give me a better understanding, and uh, I gave that knowledge to uh, a lot of people. But I didn't realize that when you give that knowledge out, don't expect for it to be given back, I and mean, that's just the reality of the music industry. It's not. It's not loyalty. Uh, it's not you. You can't expect loyalty. It's just gonna be what you give is not necessarily what you're gonna get back. So it's really just based on you. And now I move a lot different than I did in those years where I was just being so kind and, and and you know letting so many people be a part of the movement. But at the end of the day, you have to look after yourself, or else you know people will take advantage for you. Uh, they'll take advantage of you and then take credit, you know, for the things you do and it's like uh, it's something a lot of artists got to deal with, but yeah, you know, once you once you realize it's just how the industry is, you, you kind of come to terms with it.
1: Yeah, like I mean, like this music, like I feel like people, like especially like these kids, like I feel like the man, especially like explains this to a lot to like people who are adolescent, that the world is just not like was more than like fun and games, and that like sometimes you had to prove yourself. And when you were talking about, like, how, like, I'm the man and, like, all this stuff, were you, like, really, like, stating that, like, this is, like, this is my turf and, like, like you can't walk over me anymore?
0: Yeah, honestly, that's – you summed it up really well. That's honestly uh, the best way to put it. I feel like uh, when I came to the Bay Area, I mean, the Bay Area, can, can you name any besides maybe – you know, there's g Easy. I know a lot of people know he has the, uh, you know, he has the white people appeal. So he gravitates toward a lot of white fans and stuff like that. So he's very, very popular in that aspect. But in terms of um, Bay Area artists, do you know any Bay Area artists? I'm not gonna lie, I don't. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So when I moved to the Bay Area, I noticed this. And, you know, in the Bay Area, there is artists that are popping. But in terms of a nationwide scale you know like detroit you got big sean you got eminem t grizzly Mm -hmm. made his way out um there's a lot of artists you know popping off it's it's way different in the bay these guys are really stuck on a certain sound and it's kind of kept them inside the bay area and these rappers really aren't making money and that's one thing you got to tell artists is it's so possible to start making money even when you have two three thousand followers you just got to learn how you're not just going to get paid from your music after a month two months However, you can do shows, you can do features, you can launch merchandise, um, you can learn how to digital market and, you know, use your platform, you know, for other promotion aspects. And then people can pay you for that promotion, so you're making money. But when I came here, I moved to Sunnyvale originally. Sunnyvale had no rappers. Whoever was rapping was irrelevant. And that's no disrespect, but mm-hmm. it was they were not passionate about it and they were not trying to make it a career. So I was the first one in that area to do it. Um, people saw how I did it. And then fast forward, you know, a year, two years, you have 40, 50 rappers. I mean, it's a whole, I wouldn't say I, I can't take credit for the whole music scene, but I'll take credit for the fact that a lot of artists were inspired by just me coming out of nowhere. This kid from Detroit just moves to the Bay, starts dropping music, is doing numbers and, you know, people want to become artists now. So as that kind of happened. People were getting egos and forgetting kind of like, I don't want to say who runs it, but at the same time I do. And, um, you know, any artist that when I moved to this area, there's uh, Sunnyvale and San Jose, the two cities in the Bay Area that are really important. To me. The Sunnyvale, I moved originally in San Jose is where I live now. San Jose has a million people in it. There were two artists <laughs> when I moved here that apparently everybody was talking about. I tried to get features from them. They didn't want to give me any attention. They wanted to give me a big price. Fast forward to today, most streamed um, right now that lives in San Jose. There's other artists that moved to LA and stuff like that. But a rapper that lives in San Jose, I'm the most streamed artist. So oh, the seriously? To, yeah, the, in all of San Jose, the most streamed Damn. artist. And I say that confidently just because it's been so many years in the process to get to that point. Like, there were artists that blew up and... Uh, You know, they came from a certain lineage, you know, along the way of where this music all happened, of where it all started. And uh, you have to kind of like, you have to own your stuff. You have to own your pride. You have to own your music so people can't walk all over you. Once I dropped the man, the man really set the statement. Now you got people like, in the song I said, everybody want to feature it, ain't free like that. You can't, just hit an artist can't just hit me up ask for a feature and when i say hey bro five hundred dollars man i know artists that are bigger than you that don't charge that much all right go pay that artist for a feature you know to get a song with me i know my value i know my worth you have to pay the price and the reason being is when i asked artists for features when i was coming up they gave me ridiculous prices and they weren't even at the you know the level i'm at now i passed all the people who tried to charge me All the people who didn't want to give me an opportunity, I passed all of them. And it's it's way past that. The only way to get to that is having that pride. And I feel like the man, you know, putting the theme all together. The only thing that's pushed me this far is really just believing in myself. Because there were times that nobody believed in me. There was times where I needed people to, you know, I needed that initial buzz from the people I grew up with. And, you know, they don't, they didn't come through. They didn't come through to get the buzz going. You know, 20 people that you know all post your song at the same time when it drops. This is, you know, a little game for artists that yeah. get into it. 20 people post it all at the same time. Man, that exposure is is, is ridiculous. If they're all from yeah, this, city, man, 20 people are posting it, that city will start to catch attention. There's definitely mutual followers from this person and that person. So you kind of have to like, you can't, you can't, what's the word? I don't want to say B-I-T, I, I, I don't want to say uh, female dog, but you can't <laughs> can be a female dog. You know what I'm saying? You have to be a boss. You have to like do yeah. this game, you know, as if you're you're really the king, even if you're not the king yet. Okay. You got to move through it like that.
1: Yeah. Do you like so? Obviously, you're you have held a big name for yourself, and you are a pretty big artist now. Do you think that when you like look back at it, do you think that your kid, like when you were a kid, you would think you'd be at this level today?
0: I thought I would be past this level, to be honest oh wow yeah so i would say there's there's been a lot of battles with me wondering why it's taken so long and uh you know most people would hear this and be like he's only 21 what was he saying j cole didn't blow up till 23 he didn't get signed by jay-z until 23 and there were a lot of artists like that like even kendrick he didn't have that that success at 18 19 years old um and that was a part of it for me i didn't have that success at 18 19 20 when i thought you know, I'm going so crazy. I'm doing all this. Where are the numbers? It's, yeah. uh, it's a process. You know, you want to build that fan base before you necessarily get your first hit. Because if you get a hit and you don't have a fan base behind it, it's way easier to build from the bottom than to get to the top and then maintain that. Whereas if you're exponentially growing, you don't really have to worry about topping that last hit or doing that that song and trying to get bigger than that. If your song drops and it gets bigger than all your other songs. Artists have the biggest problem with keeping that uh, you know that momentum going. Yeah. Uh so my bad I think I lost my train of thought.
1: Uh, uh that's all good. I think you were saying like how people like how rappers lose their momentum because they believe that they shouldn't get their they should reap their awards quicker.
0: What was the initial question? It was like,
1: um, do you think you would be here as like, when you you were a kid, do you think you would be at this level?
0: So so I I honestly thought, you know, just seeing all the other artists in the industry that blew up, um, you know, I I, I could tell they weren't as passionate about it. I could tell they weren't as talented, but there's certain things that they did that, you know, I chose not to do. And now that it's like all come into perspective and now I'm coming to terms with it, you know, now numbers are going up. Now everything's happening all at once you know i signed a deal with the empire this year uh gt digital which is a sub label under empire that was huge for me and that took a long time but you have to understand it, it's not going to happen overnight if it happens overnight yeah. it's not really a good thing a lot of people say oh you can just post a song the next day it might blow up i mean man that doesn't necessarily mean that you built this whole legacy so people can go back to that they can go listen to your other songs there's a lot of songs that get 40 million views and people don't even know who the artist is, like Spotify. Oh, wow. Spotify can add you to a bunch of playlists and, and get you going and get your streams up. And there's a lot of people who listen to Spotify that don't even know the artist they're listening to. They may know the name, but they genuinely don't know the artist. So they're not going to refer back to them or, or you know keep an eye out for the next album. If you can build that fan base, then you can start. You know, you'll have the more... Um, You'll have more uh, confidence, I guess, going into your next hit or your next song that you think is really going to blow up. Yeah, I mean,
1: like, there is, like, this, like, persona, like, for, like, especially, like, kids my age, even kids, like, younger than me. Like, when I I started my first Instagram account, I expected, like, 1,000 followers, like, in one day. I don't have 1,000 followers even, like, two years after I made my account, so... I think the idea of like keeping what you love till you die is what like really makes determines who's successful and not successful, successful or not. How old are you? I'm uh 16.
0: Wow, mashallah! Wow, I didn't know that. I thought you'd be like 18, 19. That's that's solid. Wow. Wow, man, you gotta keep this up. Don't don't stop these podcasts, man. You you on yeah. a roll. Real- it's my
1: second. It's my second one, so it's like I'm trying to build momentum
0: yeah no you got it i really like how you got it set up i mean for being 16 you're already ahead of the game you know you keep this up two three years from now you'll be way past you know people that just start doing it and and if they don't have a passion for it you know it'll show but if you really are passionate about this and you just keep going and you don't stop man being 16 and doing this right now is gonna you're gonna reap so many benefits from it's crazy
1: that means a lot man
0: oh man Yeah, so,
1: like, when you were, like, ever, like, you know, growing and actually, like, decided, like, oh, I'm going to actually do rapping as, like, like this is my thing from now on, and, like, have there been times where, like, you, like, doubted this? Like, have you, like, wow, I'm not getting the views I expected to get? Like, is this my true path?
0: Uh, I don't know if I doubted it. Did I get mad at myself, you know, for songs that didn't hit? Yeah, for sure. But it just fueled on to the next one. You know, I went through, uh, 2018, dropping some songs on SoundCloud, and it wasn't until 2019 I got my first break with the single called Patience, and Patience was yeah. a song that blew up not just on SoundCloud. I had a good SoundCloud following for those years I was dropping since 15, but Patience, you know, did numbers on Spotify. You know, to this day 170,000 views and adding, and then on uh, on SoundCloud I think it did 40,000 on Apple Music it did 40, fifty thousand. So it's like for a song like that, the the name of the song gives you all the explanation you need. Patience. You have to have patience. If you don't have patience, what's gonna happen is you, you're gonna be impatient and then one, you're gonna lose motivation, two, you're gonna kinda lose your intentions, which might make you make music that's not as good as your full potential. And um, you know, you, you just really gotta be patient with the process. So just to sum all that up, you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to blow up as young as I could. That's basically yeah. the whole thing behind it. If, if you're 28, 27, and you haven't really seen success from music, you do have to, realistically, you have to add some realism to it. I'm an mm-hmm. idealistic person, but I also have a lot of realism in my uh, daily routine. And that's just due to the fact that if you're 27, 28, and you've seen no change, I guess, in all. Or I don't know when, when you know, the person started make, making music, but if they were making music for so long and by 27, 28, you know, the years that some people get married, some people have already graduated, they have jobs. Uh, you know, that's why a lot of artists turn back to the streets because, you know, they spent all their time becoming musicians and they didn't grow with it or, you know, something didn't hit. Maybe they didn't learn the marketing aspect. You know, talent isn't always the thing that blows you up. Sometimes people that are that that lack talent but have the marketing abilities, those people do better. Then there's the people who have talent and the marketing abilities. Then there's the people that have talent and no marketing abilities, and, you know, they'll be amazing to all their homeboys. They'll be amazing to the whole neighborhood and everybody around, but they'll grow up and, and nothing's really changed. They've been local. They're not really making money from it. And you have to be realistic with yourself. You, you want to secure the generation after you. You want to be able to get married and support your wife. You want to be able to take care of your parents when they retire. Or, uh, you know, make sure they're not in nursing homes. You know, that's that's one thing with uh, a lot of cultures in America. Um, yeah. You know, they, they just put the older people in nursing homes and, you know, don't look after them. I, I don't want to be like that. I'd rather be yeah. You know, my parents, a, a big house, have somebody monitor them 24-7. And, and that can be their nursing home. You know, not necessarily you're putting them into a, a home just, you know, to die. You know, that's not... That's
1: kind of sad, yeah.
0: Really sad. You know, it's crazy. So uh, you got to ha- you gotta be realistic with it. Me, you know, uh, but, but but here's the thing, yeah. Just to sum that up, uh, if you have passion with it and you really are growing every day with your music and you're becoming better and better, uh, the process might be long, but you will see it exponentially grow if you're not good you know it'll, it'll it'll speak for itself but if you're good and you do the work to honestly get your stuff out there get it to people get it to platforms there's a lot of studying i mean it's not just a, a surface level industry there's a lot of things you got to learn about it once you learn about it then you can start going into the directions you want to go and, and, and start making an income from it and that's one thing i see artists they just a lot of artists, they have followers on Instagram. They have 100,000 followers. They have all these views, but but they don't make money from it. They don't know how. If you don't know how, it doesn't matter how many views you get. There's some artists that have uh, millions and millions and millions of views, but they didn't learn the business side of it, and the label keeps 98% of the profits. So that yeah. artist is only making 2% from a song that's blown up. That's not where you want to be. You want to learn about this game so that you don't get to that point where You're 27, 28, you're not making money, and now you're contemplating what to do with your life. If this is the career path for you, you have to learn every single thing about it. And once you do, you'll have a better understanding of where you want to go and how to get there. Yeah. So, like,
1: as a rapper, like, being a rapper, especially being Palestinian, I feel like that's very, like, very unique to be, like, a rapper who's Palestinian, especially, like, in your own, like, Palestinian community. Do you feel that you get, like, you know, like, judged upon, like, because, like, I know if I, like, became a rapper, that my boxing community would kind of, like, look at me, like, like, what are you doing? Like, that's stupid. Like, do you feel ever that, like, kind of backlash from your community? I mean, with Palestinians,
0: it's just, uh, just Palestinians specifically. I mean, not all Arabs. Yeah. Uh, you know, Palestinians, they come from struggle. And, yeah. come from struggle is meaning that you have a lot of uh understanding i guess towards a lot of things that the youth are going to do the next generation are going to do and it may not be the same as the people before them um in some arab communities you know if a kid becomes a rapper that's not really you know what what is the struggle he can rap about what is the things he could talk about yeah it's not a reality for him for palestinians i feel like our duty, especially living in America and having that privilege, our duty is to, you know, be influencers in society, whether it be in music, whether it be, you know, like you said, becoming a doctor, that's that's somebody who creates a huge impact on their community, a positive impact. But just doing something that, you know, can rep the Palestinian people, give it a good name, um, I feel like it's, it's something a lot of Palestinians get behind. Like, honestly, man, it, it's the Palestinians who really have been uh, pushing this music, like the, the the Spotify numbers and all that was discovered by uh, by uh, some playlists uh, in Palestine and my Palestine listeners have gone up, so. Oh, wow. I, I can't even say like uh, I've been judged or anything like that, it's more of, uh, I have a lot of fans in Palestine, there's, there's people who send me videos, you know, playing my music in Palestine and it's like, it's a good feeling. Um, but I never know I can't say I've ever felt judged you know maybe by other arabs you know there are you know other countries that I don't I don't know how to really put it into perspective there are other arabs I guess in a in a community that I grew up in that may see it as like oh this is trashy this is this is uh, bad for the kids and all that yeah. but they also live very simple lives it's it's hard for them to understand how you can reach you know the people my age, the people younger than me, and people older than me, was music, and even with my demographic, like you're saying, you're uh, 16 years old. Yeah, it's not people under 18 listening to my music. It's people above that. All my numbers, all that—that's not you know little kids or anything like that. It's it's uh, it's coming from a a one not just I wouldn't say older fan base, but it's coming from a more conscious fan base. That's kind of what I built over the past few years. So, um. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's been real. I mean, it's, it's been real with the Palestinians. I can I can never complain about the Palestinians, just to put that all together. The Palestinians, man, they, shout out all my Palestinians, man. Y'all y'all do your part, and uh, I'm going to make you guys proud.
1: Wow. So, like, you talked about like how you have, like, a pretty good, like, older fan base. Do you feel that that gives you, like, kind of, like, a responsibility to not, like, let them down in a sense that, like, you're portraying, like, you know, like, stuff that, like, kids or, like, people their age shouldn't do? Do you feel like you have that, like, responsibility?
0: I don't know if I had that responsibility. Um, Just always as a kid, I I grew up, you know, with a lot of older people. My brothers would always take me with their friends, and those are the people that I wanted to to respect and like me. I didn't want the kids my age to like me and respect me, just due to the fact that they weren't doing things that were uh, respectable themselves. So it was hard for me to, like kind of appeal to to what they wanted because what what we wanted growing up or what I guess the general kid that was my age growing up wanted wasn't what I wanted. I wanted like what an older person would already want. I wanted to be conscious at such a young age. I wanted to be like Malcolm X after he got out of jail, not the Malcolm X before he went into jail. So by like 14, 15, I had a huge understanding one of the streets. Uh, I was sheltered from it. But my brothers taught me so many things that when I finally saw it for myself, I understood it in such a different way. I was able to look at, you know, a guy who considers himself an OG and, you know, claims he gets all this money and does all this. At the end of the day, he's doing what a little kid is doing, but he's stuck. He's 30 years old, still stuck in a 18 year old mindset or he'll grow to 40 years old, still doing the things as an 18 year old. So I always knew. The people that you want to impress are the people that are successful, that get money, that that will do something for you. If you're impressing people that can't really do anything for you, um, I mean that alone should sum it up. If you're getting support from people who aren't gonna buy your tickets, support from people who aren't gonna, you know, stream your songs, um, it just uh, it'll backfire. And there are artists, like I said, they get millions of views, but they go to shows. And only like five, six people show up.
1: That's, yeah.
0: it's a it's a reality. You would expect millions of views. You'd expect hundreds of people to come. But I've seen artists at, at shows that I've performed who are way bigger than me, but the reception in the crowd does not, you know, correlate with the views they're getting. And that's just the reality of it. So with the older with, with the with the older people, I just I always wanted to be an OG myself. I always wanted to impress like the OGs and the OGs. When I say OG that can relate to a lot of things. That's not, people might see it as a street perspective, but OG could be in the street, it could be in the mosque, like the Imam, if the Imam is a really, you know, a guy that you can respect and look up to and go to for advice when you're, when you're asking questions about daily things that we go through as Muslims, uh, as a Palestinian, you know, just certain things we deal with. Um, the Imam, he's considered an OG. So that's somebody, you know, I would want to impress. That's somebody I would want respecting. And even with my music, Uh, you know, I I would still want uh, somebody that's older, that hears me for the first time to listen to me, and even if they hear things that necessarily you know, like cuss words or stuff like that they don't agree with, they'll hear the music for what it was, and it can be universal. And even like kids, even though there are kids that listen to me, don't get me wrong. um, It's just those kids that are listening to me, they're gonna develop, you know, a different understanding of music just from listening to me, same way I did with Jay Cole, Lupe Fiasco. They're gonna see artists for who they are, and other artists that are, you know, creating a negative impact on the community, on society. They'll be able to recognize that and start picking their influences in better ways. And if kids can pick their influences based off of who they know will guide them the right way, you know, maybe we might, uh, we might have a better society. But keep. Having you know like Cardi B's, you know, yeah, those are the ones that Bernie Sanders. I saw him just get on the Instagram live with Cardi B. That that's not a good look, man. You know, <laughs> now I'm not gonna go on here and tell you what my political views are and if I support yeah. Brian, Joe Biden or anything like that. But you know, to get on a, a live with uh, Cardi B, Cardi B is not you know, it, it's not a good look when you when you kind of connect your brand to those type of things. People won't take you as seriously
1: yeah um,
0: whereas where was Bernie Sanders hopping on you know J. Cole's like, you know J. Cole doesn't go online but just something like that that type of person if you want to appeal to the rap community then make sure you're appealing to the rap community that's conscious that that will further lead these kids to somewhere good I mean that's what we need it's not just yeah hood anymore that are getting misguided even kids in the suburbs nowadays are you know going crazy they're 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 popping pills they're they're dressing yeah, it's, it's
1: disgusting and,
0: yeah, it's, there's girls, you know, they 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 they're losing, you know, the idea that respect isn't necessarily, you know, a one way thing. It's like uh, it's, two-way. Yeah. it's a two way thing. So like with respect, if you respect yourself, you're not going to attract those type of people towards you. But if you don't respect yourself, you're going to attract a bunch of people that are not going to respect you.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I feel like people like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and or, like even Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner. I feel like they kind of like let like they didn't let us down, but they kind of let like the like the uh, how like the people, like especially girls, how they think of themselves nowadays. Because I feel like even rappers too, like they created a persona in which like girls are supposed to, you know. Where like you know tight thin show a lot of skin and all that stuff yeah and so like you know and they have to like appeal to them like male and masculine like you know masculine people
0: that's why i kind of stuttered on my last answer because i was getting at that but you have to be careful with those type of words because there's so there's there's this modern idea of feminism where it's different than what feminism actually is so for example a girl could go on instagram and post a, a a nudeless picture, and some girls will tell her, "Oh, this is empowerment. Uh, yes, you're you're freeing, you know, you're freeing yourself from from social standards and norms. You know, uh, this is power. This is how we overcome men. But at the end of the day, that type of stuff is attracting all those dirty men. That yeah, badly about. So it's a whole contradiction. And I guess if you if you were to anybody listening, if you took the the what I was trying to say in the previous uh, question. If you kind of were a little misunderstood because I, I stuttered on it, uh, that's what I was getting at is you have to be able to see it for what it is. Respect is like truly valuing yourself, truly being confident in yourself and being confident in yourself is knowing that the things that you show to the public, they belong to you. But once you show it to them once, that stuff's out there forever. Kim Kardashian, where did she get famous off of? You know, that, yeah, that seems- you have little kids that look up to her. All they have to do is look up Kim Kardashian on Google and they'll see that video. What do you think that kid will start thinking once they see that video? Oh, this is how you get to the top. This is how you get to Kim Kardashian's level. I'll get a reality TV show, you know, if I do these type of things. And I don't mean to trash, you know, like even with the Cardi B thing, I'm not trashing Cardi B. I'm just saying the type of people that we put in these powers of influence, we have to be smarter. But at the end of the day, that is the world. You know, this is a, a scary time to be in. It's, it's an age of deception. Um, you, you can't you can't expect uh, you know, it's a test. This life's a test, so you yeah. can't expect it to just to be easy and and everything's positive and people are leading you the right way. It's not like that. You know, there could have been something I said in this interview that was wrong, and uh, that's why we have to be able to think for ourselves and uh, relate back to some type of morality. If you have some type of morality, you'll never go astray. But if you're just living with no morality, you have no laws to base your life off of.
1: Wow, that's actually a pretty like inspirational and kind of like meaningful mindset to have, especially like, like, what do you say you like you're 21 or 23?
0: 21.
1: Yeah, I mean, like most 21 people, like I'm not going to lie. They're probably like right now, as we speak, probably like partying or drinking. I don't know. But like to think to have that mindset as a 21 year old shows that like what you can accomplish. And, like, I feel like, especially, like, you, like, especially how, like, you're representing yourself, I feel like, in your aspect, in your rap career, it might have been, like, even, like, harder to become, like, where you're at now than, like, most rappers. Because yeah, no, most rappers know. just yeah. appeal to what their, their audience want, and you try to tell them what they should, like, they should understand.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's been way harder, man. It's just, yeah. you get called a lot of things. You get called a preacher. You get called, uh, you know, growing up, they called me sheikh and stuff like that. <laughs> because of, uh, you know, the things I would say. But at the end of the day, when you're older, maybe you'll look back, you know, the people, once they grow up a little bit, they'll look back at me when I was younger and be like, it was right. You know, even if I wasn't practicing some of the things I was preaching, like getting to the point, like I said, where I need to be at. I'm not at the point where I need to be at. So I could be saying something's wrong, but being conscious of the fact that not everything I say is right. That's how you can constantly improve and correct your mistakes and just grow from that. If you think you're in the right place and you think there's no room for growth, man, you'll you'll be delusional, I guess. That's how you put it. You'll be delusional. And uh, the only people that will be able to tell you anything, you've, you've closed them out because you haven't thought you could, uh, you, you stopped thinking you could grow. You stopped thinking you could uh, become better. And that's one thing we have to strive. We're never at the right place. You have to constantly grow You never know when your time is. Today could be my last day. So if I'm not at the point where I need to be at, I have to go answer to my Lord and say, yeah, you know, I thought I was going to live a year from now. I thought I was going to live two years from now. Man, I guess that didn't really work out. So you kind of have to start bettering it now instead of waiting. Oh, I have chances in two years, three years. I'm young now. I don't have to fix anything. No, you have to start getting that perspective in as young as you can. So once you get older, that mentality is instilled in your brain because yeah. the brain stops developing at a certain age. So if you're not developing anymore, you know, past you know that certain age, you get to the point where you just stagger and you stay the same.
1: Yeah. You talk like I like even like throughout this podcast, you talk about like the life, like the aspect of like your future self and like one day, like people inshallah will probably you know they'll get married and like you have to have like fit these standards like financially and personally to in order to like get these like goals of having a family being married etc so do you think like as your career as a rapper is like do you think your career as a rapper is leading you to those goals of you know inshallah getting like becoming married or getting a family i don't know if those are your goals but like do you think this rap career is like leading you there
0: the rap career isn't but me myself as a person yeah, just the values I learned from my parents, you know, we went through a lot growing up, but my parents gave us everything that we necessarily could could learn and, and grow with. And uh, they gave us, you know, all my brothers are, you know, we're all on the same wavelength, you know, even when we're doing things wrong, you know, we know what the right thing is, you know, where we need to be. So just having that, I guess, in my head, it's kind of like it can't really it, I can't really stop, you know, mm-hmm. um, I have to constantly grow and just and just get better. And in terms of marriage and, you know, things like that, the rap career, no, it's not it's not going to draw you closer to marriage. If anything, it'll make it impossible for you to get married <laughs> for most people. Um, but in my situation, uh, you know, I, I have, um, you know, I, I know how I'm going to do it. I know how I'm going to, you know, maneuver through that. And inshallah, you know, get married, have kids and, and raise them to be good Muslims. And definitely not... Uh, maybe one of them, maybe one of the kids can be a rapper, but he, he's going to need a lot of time of, uh, (laughs) a lot of time learning, you know, he's got to be, he's got to have his head straight if he's going into that industry.
1: Yeah. So, well, we hit like the time, the time mark of an hour. So I just want to like end these with some closing remarks and like a last question. So like, what is your like response or like suggestion to like newcomers, new rappers, new people who are like recently going into like this, like scary and like, mischievous industry
0: um man just just uh just make sure your passion is real don't 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 have a passion just because you think people will like you for this you know i've seen a lot of people who in high school they got bullied or uh you know they had they had problems with friends and stuff like that and being a rapper was the only way for people to like them they had to put on a persona or some type of image for me it was never like that i was always i was just always a rapper and. Uh, that's what I basically had to make people understand, um, not, you know, like me for being some type of brand or whatever. Exactly what you hear right now and exactly what I'm presenting to you and what you see, that's what you get in my music. That's what you get in, in the videos. You know, you may get some things like, you know, for example, some of my music videos, There's the street influence. I, I have spent a lot of time in the streets and I've learned it and, I, and I've been able to realize the, the negatives of it and, and also you know, maneuver through it and, and still provide what I can, because there's a lot of people that are misguided. So if I'm going through that experience and people can learn something from me, then maybe they'll make the right decision in, in, in 10 years that I didn't make. Yeah, so I guess to uh, uh, man, I talk so much. fam.
1: It's, no, that's good. That's good. Say. Um,
0: let me close. say the question one more time just so I can close out on it.
1: Yeah, so like just for closing remarks, what is your suggestion for like the new rappers and newcomers yes, who are let, getting into the
0: make sure your passion is is real. Make sure it's real. make sure you love this stuff and you're doing it for you. and and then learn, I guess once you've passed that and you've come to the conclusion that it's a genuine passion, because uh, I really I I, I I wouldn't recommend people to become rappers. If it's something that you are chosen for or something that you just have been grown into, or you just, you picked up the passion somewhere and it's genuine, then at that point, study the marketing aspect. Get ahead of that and you'll be ahead of all the other artists. A lot of artists don't know anything about marketing. Most artists that even blow up, it's not them doing it. It's their labels, it's, it's some rich people with money investing in them. If you wanna get past all that, you don't have those resources, you don't have people investing in you, then learn the game yourself so you can put yourself on so for example there's uh there's instagram marketing there's twitter marketing snapchat marketing there's ads but these aren't just surface level things you have to understand the algorithms you got to understand how these uh these trendy things work uh these trendy things work so you can just grow and um yeah i mean just just learn the game learn the game understand the negative sides of it you know look up the artists that you look up to make sure that the right influences so their road um, but yeah that's 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 really it learn the game and and have a genuine passion and uh make sure your intentions are good understand that this industry is going to try to change you um it's going to try to tear you down it's going to try to not but you stay true to yourself and, and it'll be easy it really will be easy. not no late no person no big rapper could could change me take me off the, the wave I want to go on and that's just uh, the time I'm gonna close it
1: Wow that's 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 actually awesome so for this part this part will be edited out and just like what I want to talk to you personally and off like the public aspect yeah yeah so man I just want to say thank you so much for giving me the time to you know like talk to you and like this is I like actually been like not only publicly for my public figure but personally this has been motivational and inspiration and inspirational
0: my guy. My guy, if I can do anything, that's that's all I want to do is just inspire and uh, we can just be successful together and just continue to grow. Yeah, and,
1: like, I hope we can stay in touch, like, in the future. And whenever you come down to Michigan, make sure to, you know, contact me. I would love to meet you in person. Of course, man. Of and, course.
0: Hey, you say you're from the community, that whole area, you know, of course, we'll, we'll link up for sure. And you have my number now. I need yeah. any, any advice or uh, any collabs, anything you want to do, just just hit my line and we'll make it happen.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like, I would love like if you could like I would definitely I'm definitely gonna text this to you. But like, if you can like you know intro- like you know like let me introduce some other artists that you know of. I would love yep. to do that. So yeah. I'll definitely text you
0: for sure. For sure. No, I can uh, I can definitely link you up with some guys. They might offer a, a different perspective. I can't promise that it's gonna be uh you know <laughs> as conscious as this yeah. and as as uh you know I guess as as good as it can be. I'm trying to be you know I'm not trying to say. Anything that's going to misguide people, they may some- say something that's misguiding people. But if you can draw the line through that and you can recognize it, then it can be uh, informational to the public. And it's good to have different perspectives because then you have so many uh, different podcasts and interviews that people can understand that this isn't just one way of thinking. You, you got to kind of assess how everybody thinks. So then you can get to the point where, OK, this is how a rapper should be. This is how an artist should be. This is how the podcaster should be. Uh, you had the football player from Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like him, you have more football players on there. You can have different perspectives, and then just people yeah. can put it all together and gravitate towards where they want to go.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that that's actually wow. <laughs> so again, thank you so much. I will. We'll definitely stay in touch. So, bro, I have an amazing rest of your night. And thank you so much for giving your time.
0: My guy. My guy. Take it easy, man. All right, you too. Bye. Take it easy, man.